My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at Trinity, and we're glad to have you join us for our daily podcast. I'm going to read Psalm 4 and then pray and then spend just a little bit of time together thinking and meditating on the Word of God. We believe there's great comfort to be found in God's written Word. So let's read and we'll pray and then we'll just spend a few minutes thinking together. David says, Answer me when I call, O God of my right. You gave me room when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. How long, you people, shall my honor suffer shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? Selah. But know that the Lord has set apart the faithful for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. When you are disturbed, do not sin. Ponder it on your beds and be silent. Selah. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, Oh, that we might see some good. Let the light of your face shine on us, O Lord. You have put gladness in my heart more than when their grain and wine abound. I will both lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me lie down in safety. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the Bible. Specifically, Lord, we thank you this morning for Psalm 4. Uh, this psalm that David wrote during a time of distress and uncertainty, Lord. We pray that we would see truth here. Uh, Lord, that we would, as we hear David and think about the flow of what he wrote, God, that we would see for our own lives a way forward, a way to think about our lives during this season of tumult. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So David wrote this poem, this song, during a time of trouble. And that's important for us to realize because I think it'll help us see maybe what David was trying to do in his own heart before God. One of the things that I love about David and specifically uh, David, but, but generally the Psalms is that there are these invitations in the poetry of the Psalms to direct our souls, to tell our souls what's ultimately true and to actually aim our hearts in the right direction. So that's what we're going to do today as we try to hear our brother David The first thing I think we need to sit with is that as he faces trouble, David makes an intentional choice to remember God's past faithfulness. He begins the poem by saying, answer me now like you did in days gone by. He remembers God's faithfulness even as he sits in current distress. And I believe that David did that for good reason. He he was acknowledging everything seems changed. This darkness is hard to comprehend. And we feel that in our bones right now because for for all of us, our reality today is uh, an unfathomably different reality from what we were sitting in just a couple of months ago. So much has changed in the last couple of months, and yet God hasn't changed. And David here is trying to remember that, I think, because he recognizes, like you and me, that Uh, disorientation actually causes everything to feel up for grabs. And so David is looking here for something in the midst of a lot of change that hasn't changed. And he points to God, the, the unchangeable nature of God. And we even see evidence of this around us as I walk outside and we're spending a lot of time outside. I hope you are too. Uh, spring is just marching on, isn't it? You know, things are rooting and blooming. Uh, grasses are turning green. Uh, the birds are singing. And spring is doing what it's always done. There's something about the rhythms of nature that speak to us of the rhythms of God. Uh, nature has not been negatively impacted by this current crisis. 
And there's something there that every time I go outside, I'm reminded, God, you keep doing what you do. Our world is changing. Our uh, economic situation, our jobs, uh, our worries over health, these things are all very much up in the air. And yet there are certain things that just march right on. And I believe that David would have us think about the fact that God is unchangeable. God is good, even though I'm facing trouble. And so he remembers. I would encourage you to try to look back and name past faithfulnesses of God. And it's really important right now to name those things, especially when we're facing current uncertainty. To remember the past faithfulness of God basically gives us an invitation to say, Lord, you've met me in the past. Now meet me here in this present moment. David actually says, be gracious to me, hear my prayer. He's asking God to show kindness, to give him access to his power, his presence, so that we would know the nearness and the help of God. But David's not pie in the sky. He actually asks, as soon as he remembers the faithfulness of God, he asks, essentially, Lord, how long is this hard time going to last? As he faces difficulty, David says the same thing that's almost certainly on your lips and mine, which is like, how, how long, God? How long are we going to face this uncertainty? Economic uncertainty, uncertainty about health, uncertainty about the, uh, our freedom to get back to, to life as normal. And I think that there's a question under the question. When he asks the question, how long, I think David is also asking God, uh, am I going to be able to hold up? Do I have the resources needed to stay strong? And I find myself asking that question almost on a daily basis. Lord, is it, uh, do I have what it takes to be a person who flourishes and endures and gets through not just survival, but flourishes during a season of uncertainty? And I think David was asking that question, God, how long? How long is this going to last? Because it seems like I may not have enough to get through. You know, when we're squeezed by circumstances, the stuff that comes out of us is not always inspiring. And David anticipates the fact that a distress, that uns, un, un, a lack of clarity, that uncertainty, these things bring up junk in us. So he says this, when you're disturbed, do not sin. And so David, it's almost like he's giving language to what we're all feeling and experiencing, that we're all feeling disturbed in one way or another. And when we go through seasons of life where we feel disturbed, distress, it is our nature, it is our native instinct to sin, to, to miss the mark when we feel stressed, to act out in the words that we say and the choices that we make and to actually make things worse rather than, than better. And David knew it. God knows it, and I think we also feel these things. Um, and so what does David say? Essentially, when you feel disturbed, do two things. Ponder in a quiet place and be silent. He says, ponder on your beds. He essentially says, when I feel distress, um, I'm prone to act out. And so he says, retreat to a quiet place. I think right now, more than ever before, you need to find some quiet places, especially if you feel like the walls are closing in on you. We've got to find time to be with God, uh, to ponder. Ponder means to think about your life, to think about what it is that's distressing you, to think about what's actually going on inside your heart. An unexamined life is no kind of life. And right now, maybe more than at any other time, we're being given an opportunity to learn how to ponder and to be silent. But you have to be intentional about that, even in shelter-in-place quarantine. Otherwise, we'll just fill our days, our nights 
with noise and distraction will numb ourselves so that we don't have to actually know what's going on inside our hearts. And David says, when you're disturbed, do not sin. And I think that we sin not only when we act out when we're disturbed, but we sin when we just distract ourselves endlessly. And that's a real temptation right now for me, and I bet it is for you too. So what does it look like for you in the days ahead to ponder and to be silent? I believe this is how we affirm our trust in the Lord. It's not always good to give vent to what's going on inside of you. When you're distressed and disturbed, sometimes by giving vent, you will feel better in a moment, but everyone around you will feel worse. And David says, essentially, I'm learning to retreat and reflect. I'm learning to be still. And I believe there's an invitation for you and me. And that leads David to something I think that's really hopeful. He essentially says toward the end, and remember, he wrote this psalm addressing a season of trouble. He says, effectively, it's possible to be glad even in hard times. See, David is saying right now, I've ordered my life. My inner life is ordered. I've pondered what's going on inside my heart. And therefore, not only am I increasingly able to be at rest in the midst of difficulty, but I'm able to be glad. And it's interesting that he uses the imagery of wine. He says, I'm, I'm happy as if I've had a couple of glasses of wine. I'm happy because my heart is settled. I know what's going on inside of me. And I've noticed this just in the last few days of my own life with God. There's been a a kind of settling in over the last number of days. And, And I've experienced more joy probably this weekend than I have in the weeks prior. Saturday uh, of this last weekend was the first day where I did not open my computer at all since the whole Corona episode began. And it was a good day. Um, We were outside. We were uh, connecting with people we love. And I just want to say to you, this is an opportunity for you to actually hope for gladness that as we reflect on what's going on in our hearts and we order our lives well, there is not only the potential for gladness, but I believe that there's a very real possibility for you to counter gladness. A reflective heart is a heart that is increasingly at rest. It's no coincidence that David ends this poem by speaking to us about sleep. He says, God, you alone make me lie down in safety. And I think there's an echo there in Psalm 4 of what David reiterates again in Psalm 23. You make me lie down in green pastures. God, you direct my soul to places of rest. And I believe that joy and gladness and gratitude are all connected to a disposition of rest. May the Lord give you rest this week. May you find peace for your souls. And I pray that you would find gladness and that you would name it out loud. This is an opportunity for all of us this season is to be intentional about verbalizing our gratitude to the Lord and to people around us. Father, we ask for your grace on this Monday to be faithful to you, to be still in our hearts, to order our lives, to find spaces to reflect. And I pray, God, for an increase in joy in my brothers and sisters. I pray, God, that you would stir up gratitude in us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Go in peace throughout your day. Amen.